Adam Cole back there. Hello everyone and welcome to the HMG Rampage Uncaged show where we're unhinged, uncensored, we're uncaged. I am your host Jimmy T and my co-host, well, he went missing for, for a little bit but he's back. He wasn't feeling too well but he's feeling great now. Chris, tell him who the fuck you are my man. Who the fuck am I? Jesus, man. That's a complicated question. No, I'm just kidding. I am Christopher <laughs> Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show I do. Um, who am I? I am a podcaster. I am a proud <laughs> single father yeah. and a Canadian. And uh, yeah, that's, that's who I am. Speaking of yeah... Did you check yeah. out fucking TK's little fucking birthday bash? Ooh, he, he has a tendency to be kind of weird about it, doesn't he? <laughs> weird is an understatement, bro. Did you no. see everyone laughing in the fucking background, man? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with this guy? And did you know he's got a girlfriend? <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. Does he? He wow. does. And as, and as a matter of fact, she's actually quite hot. I am not trolling. I mean, (laughs) shit. Like, rich guys can get pretty girls. That's uh, that's generally how that goes, you know. (laughs) Like, I mean, shit, man. I gotta, I gotta get this picture. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, (laughs) I can't believe he's got an actual fucking spouse, bro. Uh, I mean, seriously. Let's see where is she. I mean, I, I mean, I shouldn't be too surprised, right? But still, man. It is the weirdest thing. And as a matter of fact, Ric Flair was the one that posted her. Oh, man, I can't find it now. But when I do, I've got no time to go looking and sifting through. I mean, we did sift through the wreckage, which wasn't too bad. But before we continue on, we got some people in the chat. What up, Harvey? What's cracking, bro? Um, Actually, Facebook user, you weren't the first to comment, whoever that is. It was Harvey. <laughs> oh, that's... Wait, wait. Is that Big Ray Hernandez or am I tripping? I'm not sure. Uh, (laughs) And Jinder says, Uncaged is the only show that gets my titties pointing up. (laughs) Or is it the Stanner that gets your titties pointing up? (laughs) Uh, And he's such a tease, apparently. Uh, Liz says, hey, guys. And what's going on, Liz? Thank you for joining us. Uh, Chris, now look, man, it's funny enough. We got to talk Rampage, but before we do, um, dude, do you think CM Punk is going to be appearing as Survivor Series, or is all the reports just a load of uh, crapola, shall we say? I think it's bullshit. I, I don't think he's going to actually show up. I don't think they want him. I just don't think that they want him, and I think that that's wrong, frankly. Like, I think that they should, but... I don't think that they're terribly interested in what in what he brings to the table. And I think that they've basically decided that, you know, they don't care 
the you know what he could possibly bring to the table what mm. matters to them is just you know the problems that he brings to the table and look frankly like he does bring a lot of problems to the table right like well yeah he's he's hard to deal with he gets pro you know he has problems with lots of people in the you know in the back and he he aggravates people right people don't want to work with them we've heard from seth rollins we've heard from roman reigns we've heard from lots of people who you know are prevalent important people in the wwe right now they really don't want to work with them you know what man i don't believe that dude uh, as a matter of fact i think they're just putting out the bullshit just so we think he's not going to turn up and he does again i mean Raw this past Monday, again, uh, for example, Nakamura done the go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, bro. Like, yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know if I buy it totally, man. I still think he might be appearing. He's still dropping a, a few hints, but you know what? We'll see, man. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, something tells me, I mean, look, picture this, man. Survivor Series, we're coming live from uh, Chicago. Are you telling me the crown ain't going to be Channing C and Punk? At the start of the event. Oh, they're going to be happy. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, they will. And that's the thing. For sure. I feel like WWE now, not that, not that it's their fault, but it puts them in a position where, I don't know, man, It's I feel like they have to deliver. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Um, ah, the professor says CM Punk will be in Chicago for Bound <laughs> for, Bound for Glory this Saturday. <laughs> oh, Jesus, mean, man. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, it'll be PM Chunk. Well, he did debut in uh, TNA years and years ago. Um, but imagine that, dude. But I feel like that's such a step below for him. Oh, man. It just wouldn't seem right if it was. But who knows, man? If they've got money to pay him, by all means. Why not? We'll see. Yeah. It'll get me watching again. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, man. Um, is there any other news that we need to touch on? Uh, there was a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about but i need to get back to it uh but before i do that unfortunately for us we do have to talk about rampage though chris and uh maybe we'll just you know we'll sift through the rampage and we'll get to the news after that but we do start off with a matchup and it's what is this um a tag team match it's the hardy party versus daddy magic cool hand Ange, and daniel garcia as jake hager was ringside um oh man it's just your typical tag match whatever in the end uh you know who fucking wins um daniel garcia and daddy magic fucking win i mean what the hell bro this is a bit of an upset or is it i mean is it even an upset anymore when you beat the hardies i don't think so like they've been they've been pretty well buried for a while at this point I don't think that anybody's used them in any kind of important role. And I don't think that they, I don't think that you could right now. I, I don't think that Matt's healthy enough. I don't think that Jeff is reliable enough. So that just is what it is, man. Like you, you're at a certain point, you're just not, you're not the guy anymore. And he, they're just this, these aren't the people anymore. Like he's the, the, the Hardys just aren't, them anymore they're not they're not worthy of being pushed you know um as hard as that is for a lot of people to hear and um 
I don't know. I the the whole thing with Daddy Magic and the whole used to be JAS, um, you know. I guess we can cover it when we get to it, but like, you know, after the match, there was a there was a segment backstage where, um, there there were problems with the former JAS guys, right? And then uh, Jake Hager said, "Oh, you know what, guys, you need to squash it." And um, I think what he was trying to say is squash it, right? It was squash the beef, right? Not squash it, not squash it. But that's what he said. I'm just I'm just yeah. quoting the man, right? He said squash it. Um, but he meant squash it. And, uh, so, and then daddy magic was like, yeah, why don't you squash it? And why don't you squash it? And you should squash it. And it's like, do you not understand how this works? Squashing a beef is when two people come together and they decide they're not going to fight anymore. So you can't just tell somebody else, why don't you squash it? Cause that's literally, that's not how you do it. That's not, that's not how the word works. No, I mean clearly they need to go back to school, right, and uh, learn what squash actually means. Yeah. I mean, even though the real meaning of it is, you know, squash, but you get what I mean. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they need to listen Colin... to Ebonics. <laughs> By Big I think L, that's it's Colin Weiss. <laughs> Absolutely, R.I.P. to Big L, legend, bro. As a matter of fact, um, yes, Carvey Rampage was the shit. But that's all right, because we're here right here on channelattitude.com for Rampage Uncaged, where we're never the fucking shit. <laughs> and um, apparently, well, what Jinder says, uh, Daniel Garcia is going to get a character shift as a dancing stripper. Yeah, call him Magic Mike. Why not, right? I mean, shit. <laughs> I dancing mean, Daniel. Like, dancing Daniel Garcia. Fuck. Uh, anyway... Uh, but we go backstage though, as we see Bullet Club Gold interrupt Penta's backstage interview with Renee Paquette and talk all kinds of trash about him and Ray Phoenix. Penta calls Jay White a thief for holding MJF's world title over his shoulder, but Jay brushes it off and continues to refer to himself as the AEW world champion. Now, Chris, let me ask, dude, if, if someone stole a championship belt, right? I'm just saying. And if MJF really wanted it back so bad, uh-huh. but he can't physically grab the belt off Jay White or yeah. Bullet Club Gold, you'd think someone like a, an authority figure would turn up and say, listen, listen here, uh, listen here, Jay. You got to give the belt back to, to, to MJF. Sorry, you need to do this, Chris. You do it better than I do. But you get my drift. Uh, Jay, I just <laughs> yeah. think that, um, you know, we should probably give the things back to the people they belong to. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just, I think that, um, I think that that belt, you know, belongs to, belongs to Maxwell the same way that, uh, you know, the wrestling audience belongs to me. And, uh, you know, WWE should leave me alone. Did you know my mom died? <laughs> also, fuck WWE. Oh, my God, bro. I'm glad you brought that up. Can you believe what he's been saying online dude bro the dude is straight up like he there's something fucking wrong with his head that guy needs to go see a fucking psychiatrist cuz like i'm sorry not dead she she has cancer i'm i'm she's she's fine apparently what? but Wait, like she had cancer is yeah, that what she, she had, had she had cancer this guy fucking tweeted out and was like you know it's been a year since the since the wonderful people at the mayo clinic you know uh helped my mom yeah. uh you know with, with her cancer diagnosis and in the same tweet was like Oh, and also the WWE tried to 
you know, uh, go after my, my, my co contracted people, um, when they were under contract to me, that's when I really knew that it was serious. And I hate WWE and fuck WWE. It's like, bro, you're fucking tweeting about your mom. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't take a break from tweeting about WWE to just be like, I'm really glad my mom's okay. And it's been a year. Yeah. And just tweet that. Had to add in the dig at WWE when talking about your mom. Fuck, bro. It's like yeah. it's like if suddenly like you're listening to Tupac, right? And you're listening to Tupac and you're listening to fucking <laughs> Dear Mama for the first time. And he's just like and he's just uh... like, you know, you know, uh, you know, talking about his mom, and then he's just and then he just starts going off on like, you know, the fourth verse of hit him up in there as he's talking <laughs> about his mom on a song called Dear oh, Mama. No. It's like it's like it doesn't fucking belong together, bro. Keep your fucking <laughs> shit tweets away from your my mom had cancer uh, tweets. They don't never the twain shall meet, you fucking weirdo. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> I mean, that's this is why apparently he's got a personal beef with WWE dude and he, not not to mention he was literally arguing with everybody online as well trying to come up with excuses trying to say shit like this bro where well, I don't remember the last time uh Undertaker and uh John Cena like appeared on the show with under 1 million dude <laughs> think about that for a minute he said that after getting trounced by NXT <laughs> I mean, hello, ding dong. I mean, seriously, uh, bro. Tony's. Such I mean, a this guy. Bitch. He's such a little bitch, dude. Like, I just, I don't even care. Like, at a certain point, it's like, bro, like, it's a little. You're just, yeah, you're just fucking inviting this shit. Anyway, um, yeah, fuck Tony Khan. What a fucking weirdo, man. Just they got, like I said, if you're gonna fucking shit talk WWE in a tweet, just go for it, right? Go for it, <sighs> fucking like, spend you know a, a week fucking crafting a tweet about how fucking terrible wwe is if you want but just leave the you know did you guys know my mom had cancer out of it because all it does is it it, it opens it up to like now you can't attack him you can't respond to that tweet at all even though he's attacking wwe in it no one's allowed to respond to him because does that wait you don't like me and you think that the other company's better than me does that mean you you're glad my mom has cancer? It's like fuck you, you fucking little twat waffle. <laughs> a twat waffle, I like it. Well, look, he's got a girlfriend apparently, Chris. Check this out, man. He was hanging out with Ric Flair and his uh girl just a couple of days ago, and Ric Flair posted this picture. But can you believe this shit? She looks yeah. half decent too, bro. I I hell? can believe this shit because this is what <laughs> happens when you have money, Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, then why is he so awkward, bro? I don't, I don't fucking get it, man. Dude, I like that's a guy who like. Did you ever see Arrested Development? No, I don't think I have. Okay, so really funny character in Arrested Development is the guy's brother-in-law. He can't take right. his clothes off. Like he can never be naked. Like never. He he <laughs> showers with with shorts on. He can't even have sex with his wife basically because he can't take his fucking clothes off. Right. That's the kind of shit that I, I think about when I hear Tony Khan speak or when I like see him in situations is like, okay, yeah, he has a girlfriend. That's wonderful. Good for you, Tony. But like, <laughs> you just know that that girl is miserable and is like, and it's like, oh my God, I'm just so like, 
look at these fuck look at all the look at all the wonderful things he buys me i'm gonna put up with it and if you think that there aren't women out there like that you're naive as fuck because <laughs> there are a lot of women out there like that who uh, just want to be with a rich guy yikes well i guess man <laughs> i mean it is what it is. I mean, shit, man. If I was a cheek, you would have to pay me a shitload of cash to be with that dude. Honestly, straight up. Mm-hmm. I'm just yep. saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, fucking... it's like it's like you've seen those fucking pictures, right? Where you see like a picture of, uh, you know, uh, there's like a fat old dude who's just wrinkly on the beach, and his fat's just like poor. <laughs> his fat titties no. are like pouring over his fat belly, and it's like oh. pouring over his fat front, and he just he looks like sickly and gross and he's like 70 years old and there's like a fucking model you know like applying the applying the suntan lotion right and it's in it and you see like the caption that's just like you know i love his personality it's like get fucked (laughs) like we know what the fuck you're doing there (laughs) oh boy and nicole smith right like that was the sort of famous one married a 90 year old guy you know Sucked his 90-year-old dick for two years and then inherited millions of dollars. Hey, I mean, fuck, man. Like, you know, I'm not going to fucking knock people's hustle, but don't tell me it's not a fucking hustle. As Jay-Z fucking once said, you can't knock the hustle, bro. You know what I'm saying? Good track, by the way, too. But, uh, Great track. <laughs> classic. But um, here's the picture once one more time for everyone to check out. We do have uh, some comments. Uh <laughs> Uh, Liz says, just because you pay for a date doesn't make a chick a girlfriend unless he's paying for the girlfriend experience. Yeah. Maybe she's an escort, Liz. I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, she she could be, right? I mean, damn. I will give you $50,000 <laughs> to follow me around for six months and pretend I'm interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, the professor says, Tony Khan and naked, not something to envision. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. Good call. And he... And he also says, Tony Khan looks like the girl from Sleepaway Camp from 1983. I was only one years old, by the way, Prof, in 1983. And uh, Jim Harder, thank you for joining us, says the old boy died happy. That's true. (laughs) Have you ever seen pictures of that dude, like, who was married to Anna Nicole Smith, like, when they were together? That dude had the biggest fucking smile on his face constantly. I mean, you... There was no teeth, but you could tell he was smiling. He wasn't just gasping for air. He was really happy that he that he had you know he had pulled this hot ass, and it's like, bro, like whatever. Hey, <laughs> if he was getting laid, much respect to the old man. Hey, you know what I mean? Whatever you want, man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you know what? Before we continue on, can I show you something, man? I've played it like on previous shows, but I was telling you off the air. How good this was, and if you haven't seen it, check this out. Let me talk to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to finish the story shut up i'm talking i'm gonna put it to you like this don't worry about what i'm doing here you go ahead and take a walk-in cell ain't nobody trying to hear your prepubescent voice dummy yeah you blew it dummy yeah you choked dummy yeah i think you lost it dummy yeah yeah dummy yeah yeah dummy yeah yeah Yeah! 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 
<laughs> How good's that, dude? Oh, man. That is fucking great, man. And if anyone wants to check out the series, it's called, um, like, WWE Wrestlers in High School. For example, LA Knight in High School, Roman Reigns in High School, The Usos in High School. Fucking hilarious. Whoever made that shit, seriously, man, he deserves a million bucks for that, man. That's, that wow. is fucking golden. But anyway, sorry, I just had to have a little laugh. So let's get back to Rampage. Um, but anyway, like I was saying originally, shouldn't you have Tony Khan coming out and say, give him his belt back? Because this fucking thing where MJF is just a bitch, it's just kind of weird, bro. And like, I love the fact that Jay White took the belt and, and whatnot. But I feel like MJF is a bit, I don't know, bro. How do I put it? Like, is he really trying to get that damn belt back? Yeah, like you'd think that at a certain point you would just be like, "All right, uh, I need you to give me my thing back because it's mine." Like, um, and you'd think that the company would eventually just be like, "Yeah, Jay, you have to give the fucking belt back. We're not, we're not fucking around, right?" Um, you know, hey, this is the company where you're not allowed to have fistfights backstage. You're certainly not allowed <laughs> to just steal things and then flaunt that you stole it, are you? Right. Um, I mean, shit. I, I also loved that Jay, like, the entirety of, like, his promo against Penta was basically like, oh, look at you, you pathetic little fuck. You don't actually have a belt. Look at look at me, and I look at the belt I have. I have such a nice belt. And it's like, we know that it's not yours, Jay. Fuck. <laughs> but that was good. Fuck's that was good stuff. Sake. Well, at least we did get Bullet Club Gold on Rampage. But uh, after bang, that bang. little... Yeah, bang, bang. The bang, bang gang. But after that, we get another interview. This time, Renee interviews the former Jericho Appreciation Society backstage. Daddy Magic says he can't stand the dancing, but Garcia says it's the only thing getting them wins, as Hager says they need to squash it because they won. Magic tells all three of them off and then storms off. Uh, things he aren't driving. saying you need to squash it. No, and you need to squash it, and you need to, It's like, no... You, you're the one who's mad. You need to figure out what's going on, and then you need to squash the beef. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know what to say, but Retro Rocket Reviews in the house saying, what the hell bizarre world am I in? I never know when podcasts are on. I blame you, Chris Sams and Jimmy T. That's because we've, you know, scheduling issues, man. We've had to, like, you know, put it on the back shelf, but here we are. Like, we're here now. That's all that matters, Retro. And you're here too. And also he says Renee was laughing. Squash it. Yeah. Squash it. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, after that. Yeah. Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. He needs to start saying that again, man. But anyway. <laughs> uh, next, Jay Lethal defeats Trent Beretta in a great match. What the hell, dude? Why yeah. was this a great match? What the hell? Yeah. It it wasn't. I, I'm not gonna say it was is great. It was a for really rampage standard TV match. Yeah, I mean for the for the fucking for the last like three months of rampage, this was wonderful. Um, but it just reminded me of a couple of things. Like if you can get Trent away from all of the city not silly nonsense with fucking Chucky and all the all the best friends bullshit, and just have him have a match. He's capable of having a decent wrestling match. He can just he he can work in the ring. He's pretty good. Um, and I've I'll say this forever. Jay Lethal is is one of those guys who, when all is said and done, people are going to look back at his career and think what could have been because 
this is a guy who really honestly like four or five years ago should have been NXT champion. He, he should have been well on his way to a main roster. And, you know, even if I know he's short, right. So they, they probably wouldn't have pushed him to the moon, but have him be like a, you know, one of those intercontinental championship type guys, right. Have him you know, have him somewhere there in the mid card. He could have had really good matches with a lot of people and helped a lot of young guys, you know, in, in, a, in an environment like NXT. And yeah, this was a good match. I really, I really, really liked the match. And I mean, maybe it's because I haven't watched wrestling in a week because I was sick and I was like, fuck it, I'm not even going to watch anything. But, uh, but I really liked the match. Everything else on this show was fucking nonsense, but this was a good wrestling match on TV. But see, that's the thing, Chris, man. Like Trent, like, yeah, sure, he can go, right? But he's so plain Jane, bro. Like, there's just, like, what is he? Who is he? He's just, I don't know, bro. Like, he's just such a boring fuck. You know what I mean? And and Jay Lethal, damn it, bro. I'm surprised he never got a run in WWE, let alone you know NXT. And I've been a fan of Jay Lethal's going back to like his TNA days. You know yeah. what I mean? And not to mention Ring of Honor as well. I mean. At one stage, I thought this guy had so much potential, and he still does. But damn it, man, stop pushing him now. Because the thing is, when you look at the roster, he's one of the few that actually gets pro wrestling, believe it or not. Oh, I, I totally believe it, yeah. Like, he really does, man. He's, you know, he's, <laughs> he's old school. He gives your, you know, your stereotypical pro wrestling promos, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, you know what I mean? That's actually a great thing. You know, but for whatever reason, I don't think TK sees him as anything special, I guess. You know what I mean? Heck, give him and fucking Jeff Jarrett a tag team title run even. I'll be cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I mean, put Satnam Singh in there and have them win the trios or the six man oh. or one of the 18,000 fucking belts that they have. God damn it. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And what's up, cunts? P.S. Austin's in the house. Hey man, fucking he's he's got two weeks off. He was telling me we got to do some shit during the week, Pierce. But I'll talk to you off the air. But uh, but anyway, yeah, man. I mean, I feel for him. I don't know if he's. I mean, I, I guess he is happy, bro. Deep down, because I remember seeing an interview where he's like, "Man, I'm on TV. I'm doing what I love, the dream." I mean, yeah. Sometimes you know, I just feel like if you know your worth, man, you got to start playing the game if you know what i mean but uh i yeah. feel you but there's also a possibility that the wwe has just never been interested in him we don't know i, right? I we, can see that i can we, see that and he is very small right he is he is a very small dude um and the wwe has issues with that if you're small and you're not a luchador it's gonna be really really tough to do anything in the wwe um but i don't know man i think jay's one of those guys who could have transcended it in terms of his size, you know, because um, he's so good. He's he's a great promo. He's really, really fantastic in the ring. He's the kind of guy who, if I'm WWE, I would want to sign him for whatever, you know, whatever, he, whatever he was going to make in AEW. I'd say, I want to sign you to that. And we're going to let you do stuff in the, you know, in NXT. And we're going to have you be like a player coach, right? You're going to come in, you're going to, hey, we're going to give you a run with the belt or whatever, but we want our guys to learn from you because Jay gets how to be a professional wrestler. 
and he's also one of these guys who you never hear about a problem with J- with with Jay Lethal. Like, I think at one point there was some accusation or whatever, but that went away real quick. Um, yeah, actually, I think that the the woman that was you know accusing him is actually on our channelattitude.com, As a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> it's there true, man. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. I mean, there's, you know, conflict of interest there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Pierce says, bring Lethal in as a new member of New Day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He could I do mean, it. I mean, it, if you wanted to do it, you could do it, but then you'd have to do something interesting with the New Day, which I have no faith in WWE doing anything interesting with the New Day at this point. Well, an injection of new blood would make sense, right? I mean, we don't know what's happening with Big E still. I mean, at this point, I'm not even sure if we're going to get Big E coming back ever, unless he's a surprise entrant, you know, at the upcoming Royal Rumble, possibly. Yeah. Do you think Do you think we're ever getting back on that? It looks like no. It looks like he's probably going to get released, and then five or six years from now, he'll get signed by AEW, and they'll just bring him <laughs> in and have him wrestle seven no, days a week but they would for sure retro says best digital spider-man in marvel comics <laughs> nice one retro uh th- what there was many accusations i only knew of one pierce i don't know about the other ones but that's interesting uh retro says jade was on raw <laughs> jesus uh <laughs> jesus christ retro and uh Heard Big E will be a commentator. Uh, I don't know if I could uh, stand him as a commentator, to be fair, Pierce. He would annoy me after a while, but who knows? And Liz says, I never want to see him in a ring again just because it isn't worth the risk. Well, you can say the same, Liz, um, about, uh, about, say, for example, um, see, that threw me off because I saw a comment by G-Ball. I'll get to you in a minute. Um but that's like saying Edge, you know what I mean? He's back in wrestling. Brian Danielson. I mean, there's so many that had neck issues or concussion issues. So Not I mean, every neck issue, not every concussion issue is, is equal, though. You know, we don't know all of the details. But Big E seemed to have been told early and with a lot of clarity, you should not be wrestling. Period. End of story. There's absolutely no way that you should be allowed back in the ring. And I think that there's probably something to the idea, too, that Big E is more at peace with not wrestling. Um, you think so? Yeah, I think he is. I Like, as much as it seems like he really loves wrestling, I think that he has other things that keep him pretty occupied, too. Because we don't see him spend a bunch of time on social media. He's not constantly coming to the shows and that kind of thing. It doesn't seem the same way as it seemed with Edge, where he got injured, but then he was involved in this, and he had a show with Edge and Christian on the on the network, and he, right. you know what I mean? Like he was sort of constantly pulled back to wrestling, right? And even Brian Danielson, same kind of thing. When he was injured, he just kept pulling back to pro wrestling. Big E, he's injured, and he's just like, "Yeah, my neck's fucked. I'm probably done." Yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, G-Ball says, does Jimmy T have purple hair? I do now, yes. if you can tell in the background. Yes, <laughs> it's the lighting, obviously, in the background. Uh, Richard wants to know who 
call themselves edgeheads? We want to know. That's a good question. As a matter of fact, they're both still best friends till this day. Those former edgeheads, if you know what I mean, wink, wink, Cardona and, uh, you know, Hawkins. <laughs> Hawkins. Yeah. Jeez, that was so ridiculous when you think about it, the edgeheads, man. What a time that was. Um, yeah. Javi Uchia says, all Canadians do at Retro Rocket Review. Wait. What, Call what themselves edgeheads? No, we don't, Javi. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. We all, we all, we all worship and reverence at the feet of Brett the Hitman Hart, but Edge is just <laughs> like he's a good hand that we that we also you know accept as one of our own. We we at least accept him as one of our own, but he's not he's not like our our God King the way that Bret Hart is. Well, funny enough, Retro in response to Javi says, "Not me." Edgehead sounds gay. That sounds very Canadian the way he spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to Rampage, though. Ne nevertheless, it was a good match between Lethal and Beretta. Lethal wins. For what reason? I have no idea because nothing will actually come of it. But that's Rampage for you. But uh, next, we get a little thing between Ortiz and Santana confronting each other backstage. Oh, this, was good. this was really good. I really, really like everything that they're doing with these two guys, man. Do you? I feel like I'm not seeing enough. You know what I mean? But anyway, before we get to that. Well, I I'm not. I'm not seeing enough. That's I the problem. See more of it because right. it's really good. Well, anyway, uh, what happens here? So Santana said he didn't receive one call or text from Ortiz when he was hurt. Ortiz blames the lack of communication on Santana. Santana says it wasn't karma that took his knee. It was from it was from carrying Ortiz all the time. And the next Excalibur notes that these men will have to face each other in the ring sooner or later when are they going to face each other nobody knows chris what are they doing when are they going to face each other it's a good question and i want to see them actually lean into it because i'm i'm intrigued by these guys we know that there's real beef between the two of them about right. something we don't know if it's about the injury or if it's just about general stuff or maybe one of them fucked the other one's wife or something who knows right who knows what the real beef is but these guys seem to have a real problem with each other but they're also professional wrestlers and they've been able to turn whatever beef they have into an angle. And it feels real when they're, when they're cutting promos on each other, right? When they're standing there. And these are two guys who I think AEW completely missed the ball with them as a tag team. Cause the, the tag team division should have been like, wwe in the early 2000s it should have been you know how they had edge and christian the hardys and the dudleys right and those six guys were basically the foundation of the tag team division for years right right they had other they had other teams and everything and i'm not trying to diminish anybody's you know diminish anybody's talent you know in terms of who was wrestling at the time but those three teams were like the foundation and when there was going to be a big big wrestlemania right or a big matchup it was those three teams in a tables match or those three teams in a ladder match or those three teams whatever right they were they were doing stuff together and it was whatever you could get out of those three teams when aew first had ftr it should have been like that it should have been ftr young bucks proud and powerful and yes, they needed a different name because Proud and Powerful is fucking stupid. But 
You know what I'm saying? Like that should have been what they had here. They should have had that, you know, that kind of, you know, uh, nucleus for the tag team division. And they just never did anything with, with LAX. So right, right. hopefully it gets better. Hopefully it does, but I don't have my hopes high when it comes to that, but we'll see what they do because they have a tendency of starting and stopping shit. Uh, Jim says in the chat, Edgel's okay, but not great in my opinion. He can be funny and entertaining, but not anything extraordinary. Um, I, I can understand what he means by that, actually, Chris, in, in a sense. I mean, I was never the biggest Edge fan at first, but once the Rated R Superstar gimmick happened, I kind of eventually sort of got into him, but I know what he means. I think, um, like we were saying, and we called it, I don't know, I think it was on this show, as a matter of fact, where we said, he's not going to move the needle, and we were right. He, he didn't move the needle. No. And uh, unfortunately, it, you know, it is what it is. And I feel sorry for him, because I don't know if you caught, for example, Collision this past week. I know you were sick, so you probably didn't watch it. But um, there was a funny little skirmish between Edge and Ricky Starks, and I'm sure you've heard I've about read. it. I've read. Right. Yes. Dude, it was awkward. I'm not going to lie. And that seemed legit to me. That didn't seem scripted. And already, you can see Edge being frustrated second or third week in. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Well, he's old, he's hurt, and he works with children. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, G-Ball says, Hart may have been the best, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Get fucked. Uh, and, and he asks, is, is Jeff Jarrett still around? Yes, he is, as a matter of Any fact. Great? Yeah, and he great. Ha <laughs> um, oh, I think he's replying to the other Jim, not me. But anyway, there's a bit of a thing going on about Edge in the chat. Paul also said that uh, he liked Edge better on Vikings, and he was good in Vikings. I I remember oh, watching yes. it, and it took me like I I'm obviously a big wrestling fan, and actually Edge and Christian were like my favorite tag team when I was a kid. Um, wow. It took me probably 20 minutes into that episode to finally be like, no, that really is Edge. That really fucking <laughs> is Edge. Like, because at first I was like, oh, that that's funny. That guy kind of looks like Edge. And legit, it took me 20 minutes into that episode before I was finally like, that actually fucking is Edge. Also, <laughs> yeah. Edge's turn on a show called Haven was really fucking cool. And Haven was... was one of those underrated shows that people don't talk about enough. Super great show. And that was a good good role, too. Wasn't he a cop or some shit in that, in that he was, uh, show? He was like, yeah, something like that. I can't remember exactly the details. I remember he lived on a boat. And it was a Canadian show, too, right? They definitely shot it in Canada, and I think that uh, I can't remember who like fit the bill for it. It might have been a CBC show, but anyway, it was really good though. Haven was a great show. Check it out if you if check it out if you have a chance to. You know what? Can we say Edge is an underrated actor because I feel like a lot of people praise him for his you know for his acting roles. Yeah, no, I think that you're right. I think that he does a really good job. And I think that when people are talking about like he wasn't great, he he was he always did exactly what he was supposed to do, right? Um when he was supposed to be a schmarmy heel, he was a schmarmy heel, right? And he was <laughs> yeah. he dripped with just fucking schmarm, right? At at a certain point when he was the ultimate opportunist, he was the ultimate opportunist. And when he was rated R, he was doing rated R things. 
I just think that sometimes I think that sometimes a talent needs to be able to take something and make it their own. And I don't know if Edge ever really did that with anything. I feel like he was mm. one of those guys who always took the script, looked at it, and made the script happen, right? Um, right. So he was good in that way, but he couldn't transcend anything, and that's sort of what I always feel about Edge. He might be the least deserving 11-time world champion in the history of professional mm. wrestling. And, you know, we laugh at that. But really, like, I don't think Edge was good enough to be champ that much. He just, he stayed healthy for the most part until he, until he hurt his head, right? Till he hurt his neck. Um, but he stayed healthy. He stayed with the company. He stayed consistent. He didn't get in trouble. Right. I mean, short of the whole like fucking Lita while she was still with Matt or whatever, but like he <laughs> wasn't, he wasn't getting high and getting drunk and getting into car yeah. accidents or anything. He was, right. he was a pretty, pretty steady worker. And because he was around, they kept giving him opportunities and he kept taking the ball and running with it. But I don't think that he ever transcended the character that was written for him. He just took what was on on the, on the, on the sheet and made it happen. Fair call, man. I think that's a good call, too. Uh, anyway, let's get back to Rampage, though, because next we see Sky Blue defeating Emi Sakura. Um, Sky Blue now is starting to get a bit of a... Hey, 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 what, hey, what, what, hey, what? stop making up words and names, Jimmy. This was, what? this was Emily <laughs> S- Soccer Star? Soccer, soccer <laughs> rapper? Soccer Emily rapper? Soccer Star. We can go with that, actually. A- yeah. Emmy, Emily Emily Soccer, soccer Star. Yeah. <laughs> from like England, that. clearly, because she came out with a <laughs> crown, too, right? Uh, yeah, she's from England because she's a queen. Or you get it, Queen? She sings too. She's a, she's bright. bright. Yeah, see what I All did there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> all times are cool. <laughs> yes, anyway. Queen. <laughs> SmackDown was actually very good this past week, but <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, Sky Blue does defeat. What was her name? Emily Soccerstar. Yeah. <laughs> In a not bad back and forth type of match, but whatever. There was mist. There was all sorts of shit. Yeah. Um, shit. Yeah. So where are we going? Um, also, I don't understand the way that this ended either because Sky Blue has been doing really well for herself as like the you know sporty little sister kind of sexy thing, right? Like it's it's like it's like she's the she's your she's your mate's it's just backside bro she's your mate's sister <laughs> right who you have a bit of a crush on right that right, was that's right. been her character right because <laughs> okay, right. she wears the baseball cat to the cap to the side right and when the crowd chants at her she does the little cutesy face right where she winks and sticks her tongue out right and it's real <laughs> yeah. cutesy and everything right it's it, you know it's nice the thing is she's getting over with it and when i say she's getting over with it she's getting constant mentions online people are talking about her right and yes they're talking about her ass for the most part okay but that's okay if people are going to focus on your ass and they like you keep doing <laughs> what you're doing don't change what you're doing for the sake of change um you know, if people all of a sudden were online talking about my ass, I'd be like, cool, mention me as many times as you want. I'm trending on Twitter for my ass. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, uh, Ams's eyes are trending on Twitter. 
cool, wonderful. I'm happy about it. You know what I mean? Like, don't hate what's making you popular and don't try to change it. And the way that this came came across, you, you know, I don't know if you really caught the same thing I did. They seemed like it was darker. It, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, they were taking her in a more darker. Don't do that. She's getting well, over how she is. Now you're going to turn she her into got the, the mist. Like, Emma character? She got the mist in the face, hence why she's going darker, right? From Julia Hart. So that's why she's got the face paint. That's why she's going darker. And you know what's even funnier, bro? It's going to lead to nowhere unless she joins the House of Black. And speaking of the House of Black, where the hell are they? Who knows? I mean, seriously, where the hell are they? But um, whatever, it is what it is. I guess storyline continues with uh, one heart and onto uh, Sky Blue. So... I guess we're going to call it Sky Black soon. Is that what's going to happen? Ah, yeah. yeah. Ah, Sky yeah. Violet. <laughs> Sky Violet, even. Well, you heard it here first, folks. It's either Sky Violet or Sky Black. One or the other, man, surely. She can't be blue anymore. Not Magenta when you... Sky. <laughs> Magenta Sky. It was a Bukaki Sky. <laughs> I mean, she got a face full of mist. <laughs> She sure would be getting pushed better. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, Chris, please. Uh, it's too early for me to be laughing like this, man. But uh, yeah, like you said, it was kind of awkward because uh, uh, basically Sky catches her in a, in a code blue for the sudden pinfall. And it was pretty sudden, but it is what it is. It is AEW, and that's what they do. Sudden wins. Uh, and sudden finishes. Uh, next, we get a video recap with some highlights of Title Tuesday episode of Dynamite. Big deal. Um, if you want to hear us talk about that, you can at the PWC Network for the Wednesday night skirmish. Or should I say Total Tuesday skirmish? But um, yeah, cool. Um, also, they hype up uh, for Collision, but doesn't matter about that. But next, it's your call, Chris, because it's time... Four. Come on, Chris. You can I, do it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the main event. <laughs> and it is time for the main event. And uh, it's Claudio Costagnoli and Willa Yuta. Chris likes to say it was me, but, you know, it is what it is. Defeating the Gates of Agony. I mean, these two guys, I just want to point out. The Gates of Agony in Bishop Khan. And uh, what's the other guy's name again? Fucking, I forget. Uh, oh, Leona. Leona, yeah. <laughs> the actress. Um, they look like two badasses, right? But they're losers, bro. They're losers. And not only are they losers, but they did something in this match that really, really bothered me. Um, at one point, they did, a, they did a blind tag where uh, Tia Leone tagged himself in but uh claudio didn't see it so claudio was focusing on the big fat dude i can't remember his name uh yeah uh, leona okay what's the what's the black guy's name bishop khan bishop of course it's bishop <laughs> jesus christ anyway so bishop uh tagged himself in right so claudio was focusing on tia leone and uh bishop came up behind him and 
went for a schoolboy, like went to roll him up for the finish. It's wrong. Standard. It's no, but that's so wrong. It's it's so wrong for what you're trying to get over with these guys, because these guys are basically like um, the the authors of pain, right? They're basically like this, it, you know, poor version. That, I'll say, I'll oh, prefer the authors of pain any day. Super poor version, but the point is that right. that's what they're meant to be booked like, right? These are big, strong dudes who are going to batter you around, throw you around, or whatever, right? And then maybe you can get a quick win over them, et cetera, et cetera, right? These are guys who should be dominating most of the matches that they're in. When you've For got sure. a tag team like that, especially if they're heels, they should not be going for roll-up pins because their their whole thing should be I want to damage my opponent and I'm going to beat the living crap out of these people, right? So when you have that guy come in and try to go for a schoolboy, like when Big Show is trying to go for a schoolboy, you're like, no, no, that doesn't work, right? Kane, you know, can you imagine Kane winning the WWE championship on a schoolboy? You'd be like, (laughs) get the fuck out of here. Why would Kane win that way, right? Same thing with these guys. If they're meant to be your big, tough, Haas tag team a la Chronic, right, then have them do that, you know, and even even if they, they have to lose a match or whatever, okay, have them lose, but have it be that they got tricked or they got out quicked or whatever, and then they're still pissed off, and you know that if they had more time, they would have beaten the shit out of the people that they were wrestling. That's how you should be booking them. Instead, it's just... Look at how big and strong the big, strong black and and uh, and Polynesian <laughs> man are. They're big and they're strong, and also they lose every fucking match. Every time, man. I've never even heard these guys talk, bro. I've never heard them get on the shtick. Nothing like they're just. I mean, Prince Nana is more over than these two guys right now. Prince Nana's awesome. Yeah, I like Nana too, just quietly. But um, anyway, you know what else annoyed me about this match? Exactly. Um, the fact that Yuta got such a beating in this match, yet they know, still won. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very sore. But you know what? I'm a winner, Chris. Okay? Jesus it's Christ. It's true. You came I'm out bigger on the, on than... the winning end. On the... <laughs> I am on the winning end in uh, the BCC. And uh, are the BCC fucking baby faces now? Is that what's happening, by <laughs> the way? That, apparently, yep, because Brian Danielson is a face, so then they had to be faces now. They they have to be good guys because Brian's a good guy. And uh, was there any reason for that? No. Does it make sense? No. But are we expected to cheer for them? Yep, they're the good guys. Yeah, good guys. Uh, G-Ball wants to know, do you guys ever get calls from TK? He calls the hacker hum in. Oh, yeah, all the time. He's always like, hey, hey, guys, uh, can you tell the Ayatollah to, like, relax on talking about me? Like, I love you guys. That's what he does all the time. Jimmy, I just want to make you an offer. (laughs) $50,000 a year to say that I have a real girlfriend. Done. Uh, I'm sold. (laughs) I'll sell out any day. Me too. Uh, Me too. I'll sell out on that. On that, I'll sell out. 100 percent i'm willing to send, sell. send me the money i'm not gonna say your fucking show's good but like you know. <laughs> oh man he needs to cough up 100 grand for that yeah to say <laughs> it's possible that some bitch would want to fuck him yeah okay i'll i'll, I'll say it's possible for fifty thousand uh, dollars yeah 
a year. Well, yeah, a year, or maybe a month at this rate. But anyway, uh, Richo wants to know, uh, was it a rampage or collision where one Hardy went to tag the other and they were like two feet apart and Aubrey ignored it, didn't see it? I'm pretty sure it was this show in Rampage. I don't think they were on collision, not that I remember. Mm, yeah, I'm I don't sure recall. Uh, yeah. Um, Richard wants to know, are you doing an NXT watch along? Been stopped that years ago. Funny you ask. Look, we haven't done Retro a watch along like at all. Even there was one time where me and Jeff attempted to do it. The problem with me is I've got ADD, man. I, my, my attention ban is bad. Like I can't be watching one thing and talk about it at the same time. It just doesn't, I don't know, man. It doesn't, uh, I don't gel well like that. So as far as a watch along, I mean, how are you supposed to concentrate on the show and listen to the show even while talking about the show at the same time, Chris? I just can't do it. Can you? Right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> nope, I can't. It gets all fucked up in my head. <laughs> it does, but we are doing NXT again, funny enough. So if you want to check out our latest review on the latest episode of uh, NXT, you can at the pwcnetwork.pubbing.com or at the PwC Network on uh, the YouTube, the YouTube channel where we review uh, NXT. And it was myself and uh, Chris Whelan, as a matter of fact. Actually, Retro, I'm pretty sure you listened to that show where we've done the two-for-one Raw review and NXT review. So, yeah. But maybe one day, I don't know, man, maybe we'll attempt to watch along because it seems like people want it want it because g-ball even said that would be very interesting um we should do it one day for sure just try it out we'll, we'll give it a shot we'll give it a shot man i don't know how good or how bad the show will turn out but i mean shit if you guys want it we'll give it a shot it'll be pretty funny especially if we're talking shit about it but nxt has been very good lately and um yeah i'm interested for sure unlike chris he's ready to go to sleep on me god damn it Bro, I, I bought fucking Baldur's Gate 3 the other day. I've never played oh. a Baldur's Gate game before. I've never I've never I've never been into uh strategy type games like that. Like I like strategy games. I really love civilization. I spend I've spent hundreds Classy. of hours playing Civ. Right. But um anyway, I bought this Baldur's Gate shit. I've been up till three in the morning, like every single <laughs> night playing it. Including and going to work too? Yeah, including going oh, to work. No. <laughs> so oh, I'm no. tired. I am fucking oh, tired. Man. I need I need to beat <laughs> this game. I, I know it's not the point of the game. The point of the game is to spend a shit ton of time in it. So don't fucking at me, okay? I get it, right? <laughs> I need to beat the game so that I can put it down and be like, okay, I'm not playing this for a while. I need to fucking, I need to write or something. I need to do something, right? Um, but yeah, I've been, you know, because I do the whole single dad thing, right? I got I to gotta watch the kids and do stuff with them and like teach them lessons and help them with their homework and that kind of thing. I do all that until it's time for them to go to bed. And then I fucking, I, I do my own stuff then, right? Like I'll write or I, um, I'll work on little fucking projects that I have at the house or whatever. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, podcast at that point. Uh, holy fuck though, man, that game, that is a life suck game. That that game, I'm gonna tell you right now, okay? There were there were two games that stood out as like games that kind of changed me in terms of like I just it it changed video games for me. It ruined other video games. And it was when I first figured out how to play Oblivion, I was fucked for other games. I could not play no other games for a while. And um 
and then Fallout 3. No, Fallout New Vegas, I guess. Fallout 3 was also pretty good, but Fallout New Vegas and uh, and Oblivion completely fucked my ability to play other games for a long time. Because every time I'd play, I'd be like, this isn't as good as the other game, and then I want to go fucking play the other game because those other games are so fucking good. This game is that good. So fair warning to everybody out there in the you know in the Hameen army. Um, if you're thinking about getting Baldur's Gate 3, just strap in. It's going to fucking take some of your time away. Is this a PC game? You can get it on any console. You can get it on consoles or PC. Yeah. What's it about exactly? Because I don't think I've played any of them before. It's a fantasy series, basically, right? You 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 get to sort of create your character, and then you just go on this epic adventure where you're in. It, it it's set in the actual world of Dungeons and Dragons, like they actually have the IP of Dungeons and Dragons. So, okay. like, think about like. I never played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. I was too busy getting laid and, and doing sports and stuff, right? But, uh, like, you know the fucking kids who did Dungeons and Dragons, right? I never those... played that shit either, just quietly. Okay, but those I, guys all, always had, like, a thousand fucking stories about what... There was this god, and they had this many hit points, and blah, blah, blah. And it just looks overwhelmingly huge, right? Like, even if you wanted to do it, you're like, I can't I can't play Dungeons and Dragons, man. This is this is for idiot savants or something. I, I have no fucking... Yeah. I have no fucking interest in this, right? But, um... It, so it's set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, so it's got okay. a shit ton of depth to it. Like it's very, very heavy. Um, it's new, isn't it? Because I think they're fucking advertising new. it a lot. Yeah, I, I think I've seen it around for sure, man. Brand new. It is, like I said, man. It is a huge time suck. It's one of those games where like there's so much depth to the story that you actually can't experience everything. Like even close to everything the first time you play through it. It's one of those games where people tell you like, no, you're going to play through this game 14 times and you're still going to find new things. That's how deep it is. So wow. fair warning games. Awesome. Shit. Maybe I'll have to try it out. Um, Retro says, I wish I was younger when I played video games a lot. No longer have the energy stamina or mindset. Um, he says also, I think I'm 10 or 20 years older than you men. How old are you, Retro, for crying out loud? Out of curiosity. Tell us how old you are, man. Don't worry, we won't tell anybody. I mean, I don't think you're that much older than us. Not 20 years, surely. I mean, shit. I'm in my 40s now. Early, I just turned 41 on the day TK turned 41. Damn it. Um, I know. You're an old man, Jimmy. Oh, shut up, Chris. No, okay? I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm going to get into a midlife crisis soon. Oh, wow. You are older than us. <laughs> I am 55. Oh, cool. Didn't know that. Thanks for telling us, man. Doesn't matter, dude. You're never too old to play video games, dude. I'm never going to stop playing that. But uh, I dread getting into my 50s, Chris. <laughs> Bro, I like I go through I go through stages with video games. Like, Me too, man. Yeah. I'll play them for a while, but it'll do something like this game, right? Where it'll just be a big fucking time suck for a month. You know, sometimes it's up to like six months. I'll just be like playing games. I feel you. And then I get to the point where I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing anything else. I need to. And I'll literally, I'll unplug my PlayStation and just put it away in the closet for a little while. Because it's unproductive? Can't. Yeah, because I just get totally fucking unproductive. And then I'll get in and then I'll do something else and I'll, you know, accomplish things and feel really good about myself. And I'll be like, it's okay for me to replug the PlayStation back in. And then I will. <laughs> it sucks up all my time again. And it's like, maybe I should just burn this fucking thing. But 
Oh, I've I won't. That it was seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would never go that far, man. I mean, look, I've always been a video game player from pretty much when I was born. I started with the Atari twenty six hundred. From that, I went to a Commodore sixty four. Then went through all the Sega consoles, a Nintendo here and there. I mean, I had the Sega Saturn, Sega CD, you name it, Dreamcast, every Sega console, PlayStation's. Didn't I wasn't into the sixty four, but yeah, now. I'm a, I'm more of a you know an Xbox guy than a PlayStation guy. I still haven't gotten the PS5 yet because I've got the Series X right now mm. since it's come out. But there's no game that that's just specifically on PlayStation right now that makes me want to buy a PlayStation. I need that killer title. I am thinking of getting it just for Gran Turismo, but then mm. I've got For Forza Motorsport, for example, what and the new one just came out. Everyone tells me I should play that, man. I'm not really into Spider-Man, but is the game actually that good? The game's great. Yeah, I I like Spider-Man. He's not my favorite character or anything, but like, right. uh, um, yeah, I was always a Batman guy when I was a kid. Um, me too. Edgy little emo shithead. Uh, <laughs> I am vengeance. I <laughs> am the night. Um, but uh, yeah, Spider-Man game is great really really good it's it the first one even is like it's immensely playable and it's fun to play like because you know you well you're like swinging around new york or whatever it's a very very like loyal recreation of the island of manhattan so it's a lot of fun in that sense and also like you know it looks like fun to swing around the city on fucking webs and it is in the game it's actually fun to just move around the city so. Okay, interesting. Maybe I should get into it, man, eventually. But I just want that killer title where I'm going to buy a PlayStation. I will. I mean, I've had every PlayStation. But like I said, I'm just more of an Xbox guy when it comes to what I had to buy at first up, especially during the COVID era. I mean, it's still hard to get them now. I mean, now they're pretty much available, really, the PS5 and the Series X. But they're gone up, dude, in, in price. Oh, G-Boy, you're a FIFA guy, are you? I like it's I like what hockey. I see, and hockey. Well, I've got both. Have you got NHL twenty four, Chris? I'm not getting it. I it's shit, I, bro. I don't bro, like I've, it. I've seen the reviews for it. Like I've seen. The oh, there's bad reviews. The fucking reviews are all the same that they always fucking are. Because let me be honest with you, okay? Most review sites are full of shit. Okay, most review That's sites true. for video games, especially are fucking, IGN and shit, they're awful, dude. Uh, fucking, you know. Uh, Madden gets a 7 out of 10 every fucking year, even though it's the same fucking game from 12 fucking years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt like 23 was a step forward, though. Yeah, I don't know. 25 is not, or 24 is not. It's not, it's not a good yeah. game. I've, um, I've got 24, right? I didn't, pay, I didn't buy it because I'm an EA uh, something member, whatever the fuck it is. The last um, NHL game that was really different from other NHL games like that actually progressed that I think was actually worthy of being called a new title was legitimately NHL 14. Like everything since then has been a retread and a reskin. And it, you go back and fucking play 14, go back and play it. It plays almost exactly the same as the fucking title from this year. It, 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 Oh fuck man. I hate, you know why I hate the way they are with those fucking games. They, they <coughs> excuse me. The the thing is with uh, the NHL games, they don't take it like the developers, and I'm talking about EA, obviously. 
it's not one of their priority games when it comes to the EA Sports titles, you know what I mean? Like FIFA especially like gets you know it's fucking bullshit, man. The sports titles they they oh man. It's supposed to be have fun simulating a sport. Like that's what it's supposed to be and it right. just is not. Like so much of what they do for sports titles now is just how can we funnel people into the point where they send us three or four hundred dollars on top of the purchase price in order to collect cards and stuff in game? That's the only thing I hate that, bro. Talking about. That's the only fucking that, thing they care bro. about when they're fucking developing these games every year. I fucking can't stand that. But uh G Ball, man, if you play FIFA, I'm the king of FIFA, bro. I've got uh EAFC twenty four. Add me on the Xbox, man. Prices Jim, one word. Add me, and I'll kick your ass on FIFA, man. <laughs> but uh, he also says uh, Xbox is for kids that do crack, as I witnessed it. <laughs> or Adderall, should I say. Um, Broken Ascendancy, welcome to the to the show. Says, welcome to the video game industry. Make it, ship it, fix it later. Yep. That's legit. Yeah. That's exactly That's legit, what it is. <laughs> um but uh retro says i like the yeah i think that was who do the pc games i used to buy in the early 2000s well yeah the, the be... fucking pc games that ea did in in the early 2000s were so good not just the sports titles the fucking sports titles were awesome dude madden 05 uh nhl 06 th there was a couple of things that that ea did back in the like early to mid like 2000s that were fucking phenomenal and since yeah, then, it's, it's just crap. I've been an avid FIFA player. No shit since the very first one on the fucking uh, Genesis, dude. Or Mega Drive. It was Mega Drive down here for I me. I played that, bro. I used to I love that, bro. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> I used to love that, man. And I've been buying it religiously week in, week out since, man. It's weird. Um, I mean, week in, year in, year out. Medium 5 says, I like to play pocket pool with myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Richard says, Jimmy versus the vet. You play games. Yeah, see, me and vet have spoken about Shibi. He plays on PS5. I play Series X. Even though a lot of games are cross-platform these days, we kind of play very different games. Uh Medium Force says Force Unleashed was fucking great. I'm not a Star Wars fan, yeah. but I know a lot of people that love that damn game. So I can see where you're coming from, man. Isn't that funny? We started our like we started our podcasting journey on a like on somebody's channel who's like obsessive <clears throat> about Star Wars and like clearly wants to suck Luke Skywalker's dick. Like that's funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's true. Isn't that weird? That's weird. It is kind of weird. You talking weird. about Warlord? Shout out right? to Spiro. <laughs> Or Wardlow. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looks like Wardlow, bro. It's fucking weird. Uh, Media M5 says, never tell the girl you're with you need extra cream for cannolis and put the shell in her crotch. She wasn't amused. You. That's you. <laughs> and Mikey, 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 man. I hope you're not one of those guys that fucking has a thing where you're fucking a bitch and uh, you're eating cheeseburgers at the same time, bro. 
that's that's weird. Yeah, food <laughs> and sex. Food and Come sex on, are both great. They're they're two wonderful things, but they need <laughs> keep to be separate. Separated. It's like it's like if it's like you if you're making a tweet separated. about your mom having cancer and you're making a tweet about yeah. WWE, keep those two things <laughs> apart. Okay, apart. The, the different different places. Keep them away from each other. As Retro said, and it's, uh, we agree. What the heck? <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Mikey, that's a bit too much information, my man. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, we don't judge. Each to their own, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, anyway, Chris. thanks, everybody, for listening to the HMG Video Game <laughs> Review. <Just kidding. laughs> no. hey, you know what? It's keeping the people engaged, funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, oh man well yeah it is almost time for Russo and Al Snow uh, OVW right here on channelattitude.com remember five bucks not only do you get the realest talk we, we, we are right now not only do you get the realest talk but the best talk in all of pro wrestling um, but, and one other thing Mikey says I'll show you the pics of the sex utility belt I made for behind the chick has a cup holder, remote holder, and an ashtray. Uh, M 5 clearly also a Batman fan. He's got a utility belt. Uh, God damn it. Anyway, I think that sums up the show, Chris. Yeah, that's I it. mean, seriously, that's a bit... Uh, you know what? I'm going to do a recommendation. You need this, my friend. I'm just saying. So, yeah. You need drugs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway chris <laughs> tell them where they can find you man you can find me on twitter i'm at chris ams one you can find me on the pwc network where we do all kinds of shows but mostly the one that i want you to focus on the one that i want you to be paying attention to the one that i want you to always be following and knowing when it's coming out being excited for it is the skirmish also want you to be you know you can find me right here on the hmg and channelattitude.com where we do this show we do uh smack attack with uh with john enright and we also do the the uh, the wreckage with the vet uh, Sunday mornings, ten o'clock uh, Central Standard Time, unless the boss is using the the feed at the time. Whenever <laughs> the we vet, can go after that. The vet. Speaking of the boss, shout outs to Bin. I mean, the vet totally threw him under the bus on the Friday locker room. Or was it the Monday locker room actually? If you listen to that, I was almost like, ah, oh, vet, man. <laughs> he f- <laughs> go, go check that out, man. It's kind of funny. But he totally threw him under the bus on the air, which is funny. But I cringed at the same time because it was like, oh, vet, why are you saying that, you know? But yeah, I mean, it happens, man. It happens. What do you do? We went over an hour later, man. Two hours later, maybe. Man, I was dying for sleep. I, I wanted to go to sleep, but... We had to sift through the wreckage after collision, so we did it, man, in the end. But um, that's why we're late for that show, because uh, the, the boss was, um, you know, doing his own thing first with Stevie Richards. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Uh, Vet wasn't lying, though. <laughs> he wasn't. And I did look rough because I needed to go to sleep. You know, it was like... 4 a.m. when we started my time, man, for crying out loud. Jimmy, the boss is supposed slack. to start in like, in like 10 minutes. Fucking wrap up. We're gonna all right, all right. Well, you can find me on the X at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network where you can find us. 
Also, like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get the realest and best talk in all of pro wrestling and hamimmediagroup.podbean.com where you find all our affiliate shows. And that's a wrap. Uh, G-Balls said do a watch along for Collision. We'll see. We'll, we'll, since you guys are asking for it, we'll fucking do something. We just don't know what it what it is just yet. But anyway, in saying that, I am Jimmy T. That is Chris Ames. And you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncaged Show right here on channelattitude.com. And we're out. And thank you all in the chat, by the way. You've always been a great laugh. And yeah, ole. Woo. <laughs> See yous. Damn white mouse, and when I finally find it, I'll sniff the whole ounce. I need drugs.